Yes, how's it, Paddy? Lekker, Paul. Lekker. You want to make a podcast called Cape to Coover? Because we started in Cape Town and now we're in Vancouver. Yeah. Yeah, okay, lekker. Yeah, nee. Yeah, nee. Yes, yes. Yeah, lekker, bro. Episode two, right? Yeah, here we go. One thing I do miss is the, the kiss of the SARS hop. Eh? Oh, yeah. Fucking Hansa. Mm. Hansa even come from South Africa. Or is it somewhere else? I don't know. No, yeah. It must be South African. <laughs> yeah, whatever. I don't know. It's yeah. definitely SAB. Yeah? Yeah, Hansa Polsner. Oh, I've never seen it anywhere else in the world. And it is all about the kiss of the SARS hop. Kiss of the SARS hop. Mm. But there's lots of nice beer here. Yeah. We're not lacking in nice beer. Yeah, it's just like, I feel like there's too much to choose from. Almost. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's like, I mean, I guess I've got like some favorites now that I've been here a year and a half. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. But it's like, when you first get here, it's like, oh my God, like, what the fuck is a hazy IPA? Yeah. What's a, because yeah. what, there's an American pale as well. Yeah. And then there's fucking sours, yeah. which they call beer. <laughs> <laughs> which is basically just like a kombucha. Alcoholic one. Yeah, with scorp. Yeah. Get you. Well, I've never had enough to actually get scorped because I tasted pork, pull the face, and put it away. <laughs> <laughs> Go for something cleaner. Yeah. Easier. But that was the thing. Like, I remember coming here and you being like, oh, yeah, there's lots of craft breweries here. And I was just like, yeah, man, we've got craft breweries in South Africa, you know? And I just fucking didn't realize the scale of it on this side. Yeah. So I was like, oh, yeah, we've got like Jack Black and. Uh, Devil's Peak and all that. But they've actually become macro breweries now. They're not micro breweries anymore. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, they're massive scale. and like, mm-hmm. yeah. mm-hmm. I've actually been to Devil's Peak uh, thing for like a location scout fucking deal thing. But the, I don't know, the huge warehouse where it's like, yeah, it's just like in a, an old fucking garage or something, you know? Yeah, and that's yeah. the extent of the brewery. You know? Yeah. No, it's totally different. Well, it, it ranges from that to yeah. like Parallel 49, which is for... You know, they've got like a, a train station style LED board. You know, like you go to a train station, you see all the destinations of the different trains and there's all the different beers up there. Um, but yeah, the thing of like figuring out, well, what the fuck is what? Like what, you know, yeah. it takes a little bit of time to figure out what the different beers actually even are. Yeah, and you waste a couple fucking dollars on oh, like yeah. shit ones. Yeah. Before you realize, okay. Oh, but that will always carry on. Yeah. Yeah. You always got to try something. Yeah. The other day we uh, went to the, that legacy bottle store that has all the, the cool craft beers, and uh, we got this one, and it said strong beer on it, right? So I was like, oh yeah, this is like one of those Belgian nine percent strong beers, delicious. Um, and I opened it, and it was the most disgusting thing I've ever tasted. It was like a sour. It was nine percent sour, mm. strong, strong sour kind of thing. And now you're sitting here with this thing you don't want to drink. Oh. But you've paid paid for it, yeah. And not only do you not really want to drink it, but you—it's almost like you're wasting your drunken. It's like it's nice to get a little bit fucked up, but you want to enjoy the beer that gets you there. You know, you want to enjoy the journey. It's not just then you end up in this destination that you like. Oh, the destination's all right, but you didn't enjoy the journey at yeah. all. So it's not yeah. nearly as experience as pleasant of an experience. Oh, fuck if I if I wanted that out. 
Do the fucking maths. You want to enjoy the journey, bro. It's all about the journey. It's all about the journey. Yeah. But yeah, I've come full circle. Yeah. Philip's blue buck. What's uh, your favorite word? You would say. We are. I would say probably the talisman pale yeah. ale. I think that's my favorite too, man. Yeah. Yeah. That nice, kind of slightly fruity, little bit bitter, kind of dry though. It's not sweet. Fucking hell. Listen to the way we've been talking about beer, man. I mean, like, <laughs> you know what? Back home is just lagers. You know what I mean? It's Basically, like, yeah. It's like, well, and fucking people still drink Castle Light, bro. I like Castle Light. <laughs> I saw a picture the other day of Justin drinking a fucking Castle Light. All of them, but all of them in the photo. All at a Castle Light in hand. It's, just, mm. it's yeah. easy. It's yeah, smooth. But it, it doesn't make me drunk. It's cold. I need to drink like fucking 17 of those. <laughs> <laughs> Big size cans as well. Because <laughs> you're sweating so much, you're just sweating it out immediately. You're drinking Castle Light, you're only doing so on like a hot day. You're just fucking pitting it. It's going in your mouth. It's not even going to your stomach. Just direct to your armpits. Yeah, but always give me kake for drinking PBR. Pabst Blue Ribbon. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I guess, but it's like someone would. It's the PBR is the is the black label of Canada. Yeah, yeah. Canada even has a black label. <laughs> it's uh, it's one of those strong beers that you were talking about. Yeah, over here it doesn't say it's the same. No. No, it's totally different. It's not a Zamalek. No. No, and it's funny how there are beers here where it's like, that one that you had is like, oh, it's meant to be like artisanal, sour, you know, tasty, but also strong. But there are beers here also that are just like, this is the cheapest way to get you fucked up as fast <laughs> as you can. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's a big, like, like uh, sophisticated, you could call it an air quotes, beer culture. But there's also a big, like, just get fucking shit-faced. Yeah. But what I don't think's made back home yet is like the whole white claw thing, the mm. whole like vodka seltzer in a can. Mm. I don't think that's it. I don't remember seeing that. But because here you've got like there's fucking tequila and something in a can. There's gin everything something in a yeah. can. There's vodka something in a can. It's yeah. like cocktail in a can. You know? Yeah. And that shit gets you not just drunk but bubbleless. Really? Yeah. That shit makes you hungover. Like you don't realize it, but yeah. It just takes one massive hangover to make you never want to try that shit yeah. ever again. Yeah. Yeah, well, that happened to us all. We yeah. Had, we had that, like, one month of skinny summer <laughs> last year. Yeah, until I dragged, like, 17 of the boxes. And then, like, <laughs> had, to, had to bow off them again. <laughs> yeah. No, and there's such, there's a crazy selection. It's funny also here how there's a lot of independent liquor stores. There's BCL, BC Liquor. Uh, which is like the main one. What would we equate that to back home? Like a tops? It's not like attached I, to any sort of yeah, shopping. It's, it's its own thing. Because I mean, fuck, you can't buy a bottle of wine in the in the grocery store here. Like, oh, I'm just going to go buy some pasta, some fucking steak and some yeah, bottle of wine. No, nah, fuck all. Yeah. You need to go to a separate spot. And then the liquor store doesn't sell uh, tonic and, or like Coke or something like that, you know, to mix... You have to think. Yeah, you have to go, to two, like, you have two to go to two places yeah. if you want. To, if you want to mix it, you're not wrong. Another complaint <laughs> is that uh, there's no fridges. Like, okay, there is fridges, mm. but there'll be like one with a, a little selection in there. You know, it depends on. You just go to a cup. 
bottle store. Yeah, okay, fair enough. But There's no walk-in beer fridges. Though. Oh, yeah, no, no. There's but no yeah. way you can go on a, like, a hot day and just try out for a minute, yeah. <laughs> Fuck, my godfather used to even just drink beer in there. Hide away there, just fucking dope. I mean, I guess you could do that in the fucking 80s and 90s when you went to, like, CCTV and shit. Yeah. Now they'll catch you and put you on Facebook. But then you'll go to some other, like, independent liquor stores, or independent, quote-unquote. Yeah, independent. They're not part of the the BCL chain that's province-wide. And they'll have just, like, select craft cans. Fridges, the one down on Denman. It's just fridges and fridges of, of craft cans. Yeah, yeah. And like Legacy spend, as well. Is it? Yeah. yeah. And, and like singles. Single. You just yeah, buy one. Singles, yeah. exactly. Yeah. That, that's perfect for road beer for me. Sometimes I just need a beer or two to get me home. Just stop off on the way there and fucking... Yeah, I've got a beer or two. And you enjoy it. But it's almost like, it can be almost like Netflix, where you spend as much time scrolling <laughs> as you do watching the actual show. Yeah, and then you like, end up with a fucking sour that you read the label properly, <laughs> and now you fucking end up watching some murder documentary that you can't sleep. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and, and no brandy, yeah? Yeah, there's brandy. Yeah? Yeah, we just don't drink brandy. Oh, there's brandy. There's everything. That's what I think I'm gonna. There's Amarula there. Yeah, but when I come back, I'm bringing me a bottle of Clippies. You can bring a bottle of Clippies from South Africa yes. to Canada. Yeah, it's like yeah. a treat, you know. All right. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that. I mean, oh, yeah. Never mind. I was like, because I should sell it at the South African store here, where they sell the frozen brewers and shit like that. But they can't. Why not? Oh, there's a liquor license. Yeah. 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 True. <laughs> and like so just for all the listeners back home I just pop myself 10 milligrams THC gummy um, so they sell weed here legally 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 and uh, but if you that's like from the government makes it legal also. so they can only sell you 10 milligrams of THC per package and so I buy it in a gummy in a gummy per, per edible yeah yeah in edibles so you, you could buy like a big packet full of like one one milligrams and there's 10 one milligram gummies in there or like one lego brick of fucking 10 milligram yeah or you just buy the shit illegally and uh get fucking 15 10 milligram gummies in a little tin send it straight to the moon but buying it illegally makes it sound like you're stopping off at a taxi rank and, you know, waiting for the guy who you called 45 minutes ago to arrive while you feel no. self-conscious and uncomfortable. Comes to my door, bro. Yeah. Yeah. It's www.strongummies, <laughs> <laughs> please. Yeah, but not only gummies. Fucking, you want some DMT? <laughs> <laughs> not really. Dude. No, yeah. No, no. <laughs> I haven't tried that yet, but same guys that sell me the mushrooms. I don't get I um I remember when I first came back to Vancouver after I'd been in Banff for a month. Um and so when I was here for on exchange I was obviously part of the deal was like, oh my gosh, you know, I I bought um there on Rick Beach down there, some guy comes around carrying like a big and it wasn't legal yet. Right? Weed even? No. Uh, when did like, it become legal? 2018? 19? No. Yeah, Dude. I was here. I yeah, but I day. came to visit you in 2018. It wasn't legal. You but could you buy still, it in uh, the store. But you had a medical card. But you, you had to get a medical card. Okay, yeah, yeah. 
So ten years ago, there I am on, on twelve, whatever the fuck it was. There I'm on the beach, and buddy comes around with his black garbage bag. He's like, "You guys want to buy some weed?" And I'm like, "Fuck yeah!" Like a fucking garbage weeds. bag. And or a cooler. <laughs> or a fanny bag. No, in a garbage bag. Oh my god! <laughs> in a black bag. <laughs> 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 and I'm just like, yeah. Um, and I'm like, oh, how much is it? And he's like, ten bucks a gram. And I don't have any idea, right? But yeah. 10 bucks a gram is, you know, it was probably a bit steep at that point because it was still 10 bucks a gram depending on what you were buying when I got here five years ago, um, four, four and a half years ago. Um, but I also I had no idea what a gram was because I'd only ever bought weed in a fucking bank bag, yeah, in a banky. Yeah. So I was like, oh, well... I did the most rookie thing you could possibly do. It's a, how much is a grab? <laughs> his eyes kind of lit up and he was like, oh, you just reach. So I'm like, he got down on his haunches and reached both arms into the black garbage bag. So I couldn't see what his hands were doing. And clearly just like took out one of his little gram packies that he had and broke off half of it and took it out. And closed it back up and sold me oh, the half a gram or whatever it was because he knew that I tourist. Didn't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but that experience was so different to when I came back. Still not legal. I arrive by bus at like nine o'clock at night. Uh, it's dark. I go straight to the house that I'm staying in there with Charlotte and Emily. Um, Eleven o'clock, whatever it was. Basically, go back, go straight, go straight to bed. Get up. Nice sunny morning, gonna check out my new neighborhood, take a ride down uh, East 13th Ave, get to Commercial Drive, and the very first shop that I see is BC Pain Society, the, the medical marijuana shop. And I walk in and I'm just like, so what's the, like, what's the deal? They're like, no, you have to have a, a membership or a card uh, or doctor referral. And I'm like, oh, okay. Um, and they say, well, you can just go to the notary down the road. Just down the road there, there's a legal notary. Just go to her, show her any piece of ID, and sign her a piece of paper or whatever. You mean like, you showed just South African ID? Yeah, I must have. I get all my passport, my British passport. <laughs> um, you didn't have a fucking PC, PR card or anything? No, I was just on a, on a working holiday visa. Oh. Um... And literally, just walk down the road two blocks, walk into the legal notary. It's just some old lady there who's like, oh, I'm like, oh, the people from BC Pain Society told me I could come ask you for a, oh, yeah, no problem, no problem, <laughs> come in, come in. Um, you know, and basically just had to sign this piece of paper that said that I wouldn't sell or give away um, any of the weed that I bought. And she's like, yeah, cool, there you go. And so I took that back to BC Pain Society. They, Printed me a little card and Bob's your uncle. I think that's where it is with shrooms here now. Yeah. Because those things are popping up all over the place as well. Yeah. But that wouldn't, like, I don't even feel comfortable with just, like, giving that shit to anybody on the street, you know? Like, I feel like that shit should be almost prescribed in a way. Hmm. Or, like, limited. Like, please don't come here and buy kilograms of this shit, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, for sure. Yeah. It can, well, I agree with it being, like, able to be bought, but, like, Oh, yeah. At the end of the day, alcohol is the most fucking dangerous out of all of these things we're talking about. You can go and mm. buy enough alcohol to kill yourself, like yeah. no problem. Yeah. Or kill someone else. Yeah, kill kill take out many people around you. Yeah. 
<laughs> fucking go down and swing it. <laughs> take, take some fucking passengers. <laughs> yeah. No, it's true, but shrooms definitely do have a... Uh, well, you know, if you smoke enough weed, you can also go off, off the rails. Eh? You can go, I guess, uh, depends on your psychological state and whatever. Yeah, uh, I mean, like... Mushrooms have more propensity, probably, to you to have you, like, never come back, you know? You, if you have too much, you never... I've heard, I've heard of that happen to no, numerous people. And, yeah, it yeah. does happen with weed as well, just, like, not very often and all that, but, like... Yeah. Those that shit happens to they were gonna happen to it anyway. They were gonna fucking see something on TV and go crazy. They were gonna read a book like Catching in the Rye and they were gonna go bossies. Those so. <laughs> <laughs> exist, man. Yeah, sure. But I mean having large amounts of fundamentally mind altering substances <laughs> probably no, no, increases no. the wheels. No, that's a that's a shortcut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know all the shortcuts eh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've tried. <laughs> I've gone down. Every time you come back, you're like, ah, fuck. <laughs> Still here. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. So you say this podcast is just us laughing at our own jokes, eh? <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, yeah we can't help it. We're funny. <laughs> no, I remember the day that then it became, we became legal. I feel like it was October 17th. I feel. Jesus. I don't know why that dates. Wow. It was definitely in October at some point. Pretty sure it was 17th of October. And I'm pretty sure it was 2018. And yeah, I remember getting on my bike after work and riding down the seawall there and smoking a jiggy on my bike, riding down the seawall. And it felt exactly the same as every other time I'd been cruising around smoking no, I mean, the city. But I remember when I came here to visit you, it was lovely. Like, yeah. You can get it from a dispensary, you smell it fucking everywhere. Like, you're always smelling it, and like, you smell it in South Africa, your head whips around, like, who's that? Who's that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I like, guess yeah, it's just like another thing, and it smells so yeah. fucking nice. You don't even bat an eye. You smell joints more often than you smell cigarettes. Yeah, I fucking barely smell cigarettes. Because people don't smoke cigarettes, yeah. Oh, fucking expensive, yeah. Expensive and also inconvenient. Yeah. You can't, even outside at a restaurant, there's no way you can smoke, you can't smoke a cigarette. Like, people will give you more dirty looks smoking a cigarette on the beach than smoking a joint on the beach. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, people are scared, yeah. For damn sure. And you have to be, like, the rule is you have to be six meters from the closest doorway. So if you're at a bar or whatever and you want to have a cigarette, you have to leave the jaw, go outside, walk six meters down the road. And it's freezing. And it's often, yeah, cold and rain. <laughs> Smoke your cigarette there and then come back. It's not, there's no, like, social element to it at all. Whereas at home... Always a big social element. Yeah, but I mean, those rules exist in, like, the UK and maybe back home. I wouldn't even know if they exist back home anyway, but there is still, like, there's a thousand people in the fucking smoking area, you know? And they're all smoking, and it's a social thing, like you said. Yeah. It's like... No, but there exists such a thing as an outside smoking area. Yeah, that doesn't exist. (laughs) Yeah. It's impossible. You can't be in any establishment where you can sit down and enjoy a drink and a smoke at the same time. Yeah, it's so weird. Like, I can't even imagine, like... Like, sometimes yeah. I see, like, um, pictures of our, of our friends smoking. I was like, oh, that's so weird. Yeah. yeah. What the fuck are they doing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be, like, a bit of a, you know, out there at Bombay on the Yo, table. Right? Right? Just, like, and there's ashtrays. Like, yeah. I was just smoking cigarettes all the time. And it was just something that I was completely used to. I think it'll, it's going to be a bit of a... 
bit of a shock for me. You think I'm going to be like, oh, excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but, but the whole, back to the weed thing, it, it was definitely one of the reasons I'm like moved here or wanted to move here mm. was just because like, I didn't like feeling like a criminal in back home Yeah. for just like, wanting to smoke joints. Like, even yeah. on my own stoop, like, yeah. you know? No, and sure. and like the attention it brings because everyone's so like oh what's going on like someone breaking the rules yeah yeah, yeah, you know? yeah yeah I don't like the feeling you know just like I want want to live in a place where they recognize that it's it's like just good shit it's medicine it doesn't hurt anybody like just relax like it's legal fine let's make some money off of it yeah for sure. <laughs> still get me buying it legally <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's the legal part I liked. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no. Um, and it was also like, I remember there was, there was a documentary called, uh, I think it was called 4, 420, The Business Behind Getting High. Mm. Something like that. Or it was definitely something the business behind I remember getting the business high. Behind. And a lot of that focused on Vancouver. Yeah. Um, and I remember looking at BC as like, you know, with like stars in my eyes of like, oh my god, it's like promised land. It was me. like BC bird. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. yeah, and like it's a bit of a weird thing for a place to be known for in a way, but it's also cool. But okay, so here's like, a it's attractive to me, yeah, actually. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I'm, it's not attractive to everyone, but yeah, it's attractive. Yeah. Actually, I take it back because you know, Stellenbosch or um, you know, known for wine. Or wine places yeah. that are known for wine are like known for wine. It's like, oh, that's oh, fantastic wine. Like everybody knows that's where you go. It's the it's the wine country. So it's it's stupid that I should feel like I have to say it's a strange thing for BC to be known for. It's not a strange thing. It just it's for. just like validating all my reasons. Like we've just spoken about it. Like so much fucking beer and <laughs> <the> weed. <laughs> like, that's what it's known for. <laughs> not to mention the gorgeous fucking mountains, <laughs> rainforests, and views. Mm. Yeah, it's fucking rainforest. I still can't. I still can't believe that. That it's like it's classified as a rainforest. The shit around us. <laughs> you can't. After the last... It's, <laughs> it's rained every single day. Yeah. It's, it's, okay. Yeah, yeah. For the last, and we're in the city. <laughs> for the last 10 days. Uh, yeah, but I mean... All you have to do is like drive. But I mean... I can understand the word forest, sure. But I mean, rain. It's just because we have a... We associate... We just think of like... The Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. Or the, the jungle. The Congo. Or, yeah. or weather. We think of it as tropical. <clears throat> but yeah, it's temperate. Temperate rainforest. To be precise. Jesus, lots of trees, yeah. So I was just busy finishing reading that um, Golden Spruce. Mm. And uh, she's actually been reading it to me. It's fucking lovely. Oh, no. Nice. I want to go to sleep. Mm. And uh, yeah, it's like so cool to actually remember some of the stuff. And I've got such sick facts. It's all about just like. like I also watched a documentary on the uh, Fairy Creek. Not a mm-hmm. documentary, like a small YouTube thing about mm-hmm. how it's like this area in. Vancouver Island, where it's like the last water, thing about the word watershed, kind of rainforest area, and they were gonna, I should have done my research more, but they were gonna like basically build this road to the ocean, and if they had, they would have broken this sort of, um, this thing that Fairy Creek is so special about. Fairy like, Creek is the old growth 
it's the forest, last eh? old growth forest that goes from like ocean to ocean or something like that. Okay. Yeah. And then they were gonna build this road that would have broken that. Uh, so yeah. So that's why there was all the protests and stuff. But they were gonna log it as well. Oh yeah. Yeah. Which was <laughs> <laughs> chop the trees down. Like Yeah. But that's also just disappeared there. What speaking about it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. or well, like protests? It is, is it? Like, still is I'm sure it is. Yeah. Themselves well, right. there's people stopping the traffic on the on the bridge. Yeah, every now and then. I thought that was full of vaccinations. No, it's old growth, old growth forest. No. So old growth forest is so BC is covered in immense for the benefit of our of anybody who might be listening. Rather than, I'm not I'm not lecturing you here, Patty. I know you know. <laughs> but it's it's um it's worth saying that BC's covered covered in trees. Everywhere you look trees. But almost all of the trees that are in like accessible distance of yeah, basically everywhere that's not national parks or like protected land is stuff that's been felled, has been cut out, clear cut and replanted with plantations. But every once in a while there's a, a big tree somewhere in there. A big tree that they've just like left for some reason. Yeah. I don't know. I went to like Sandy Park. There's like one every now and then you see like, oh fuck, there's one that's over no, a thousand years. Like. Sandy Park is, uh, it was, wasn't cut down. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure Sandy Park is old growth. Well, yeah, at least parts of cut it. some of it. I mean, yeah. Sandy I'm, Park I'm used sure. to be the whole Vancouver, probably, you know, now mm. that's all that's mm. left. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't remember exactly. But, but, yeah. but the point is that there are incredibly small pockets left of tree of forests that have never been felled, and most of them in parts that are just too inaccessible to be practically. So, like the Juan de Fuca that we're thinking of doing along the, the west the, coast the of Vancouver Island, yeah, the trail. Um, a lot of that's through old growth because it's just like there were so many trees that to like go through the schlep of climbing down those the ravines, the like river ravines to try and lug all those and make trees a road out. there. <clears throat> yeah. It's just not worth it. But those are the only tiny pockets that, that still exist. And it's yeah. It's it's a it's a tragedy and it's had huge implications as well in terms of um uh well the extensive clear cut logging in terms of fires, uh, landslides. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it destabilizes the, the topsoil completely. Mm. There's nothing there to, to solidify, the, the stabilize the topsoil. There's a huge amount of, uh, yeah. So it's it like, rains and rains and rains. and basically just makes like a fucking mudslide, basically. Yeah. Covers the fucking road for two weeks, you know. And because the trees, are, because the plantation trees are also... Uh, uniform in their their size and and the it's not like a dense thriving mm. forest with big trees that can withstand some fire or whatever it's like a it's like a box of matches like you take <laughs> a bunch of matches and just put them all in the in the ground root first and and light them up and they just go up like a tinderbox. But anyway, I wanted to add one more point because I know that you um mentioned something about the uh. You said something about beer, weed, and shrooms. No, yeah, beer, weed, and shrooms. But you were the uh, fentanyl thing that you wanted to tell me about. Oh, uh, yeah. But what I wanted to say first is that I can't help but feel 
that on some level the attitude to weed as as progressive and chill and positive as it is in a lot of ways has this weird kind of side effect of people um being well it's rooted in a slightly less conservative culture than there is in other places and and the result of that is that the people on the extremes of the less conservative culture are start off from a less conservative base so end up in a you have more people who are further to an extreme um of like really harmful dangerous substances yeah the bar is is far left but I, want, I don't want to say low and high. But <laughs> I want to say left and right almost because yeah. it's a little bit political. Yeah. 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 For sure. So it's like the it's bar is definitely very really low. Um, yeah. Left. Left. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Say low. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they are, as a result of it, it is a crazy place. Just in terms of the number of people who are are walking around like zombies. Yeah, but I mean, the opioid epidemic that I don't believe has much, anything to do with the fact that weed's legal, in a way, like, it's the whole Pacific Northwest. It, it's in the US as well, like. Yeah. Sure. And, it, and it also, like, they can pinpoint it down to these fucking drug companies that were pushing painkillers, oxy, cotton, shit like that, that people just got addicted to it. Now they, they, they end up on heroin fentanyl that shit yeah fair fair i yeah i I, but it's a lot more except they're very accepting of those oaks yeah that's the thing Mm. because if there's if if those oaks were zombieing around i want to compare it to cape town you know and be like i just almost said like if those guys were zombieing around and stuff gonna get locked up but bullshit like fuck it there's the homeless people are always fucked out of their heads doing shit and then nothing happens to them. Like, I literally, there was a guy outside Bombay who was seriously mentally ill. Like, I do not even know how he lasted, but he was, like, hanging around Bombay for, for months. And eventually, like, eventually he had this fucking, like, stroke or something, like, on, this, on the street there and, like, shot himself and everything. And then they called the, the ambulance and got him out of there. And then, like, a few days later, he was back in his gown. Like... And he's got this mental health, serious mental health issues. And mm. we're just like, and like, nothing gets done. And that's the thing. A lot of these those on the street here, yeah, they do have mental health issues as well. Mm. Um, mm. And they, they, their life is a lot nicer. Yeah, I must say. They're, is life going? Well, I mean, people throw you like two grand every now and then. You know? But there's nowhere in Cape Town that you can go where you see scenes like you see on East Hastings Street in Vancouver. Yeah, no, they do it. They hide and do it. There's, they blaze in I would say I would say there's nowhere in Cape Town where there are where there is a a similar concentration of people who are fucked out of their minds, who are in desperate states of mental illness and the like final stages of horrendous drug addiction. It's like you gotta think about the fact that all of those folks who are living on the streets you, can, you walk a couple of blocks down East Hastings Street and the streets are lined with hundreds of people, hundreds of homeless drug addicts in the streets, living in the streets, shooting up in the streets, shitting in the streets, um, 
you know. And, and this is open fucking day. open day. This is ten o'clock a.m. on a Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pick your day. Yeah. And there's no way that 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 you see that. And it's a couple of blocks. It's pretty localized. Um. Yeah, I don't know where that is in South Africa, let alone Cape Town. But I've seen it in fucking San Francisco as well. Sure. Um. So yeah, I don't know if that's just part of the opioid epidemic where it's just like, yeah, or which hasn't, yeah, for some reason it hasn't actually hit South Africa. Like we don't have an opioid epidemic there. Like I don't know if there's not oaks like dying and well there probably are. The fentanyl is obviously there. Fentanyl's got to be there, but it's like does it? Oh, dude, it's in all the drugs right now. Like it's it's everywhere. It's huge. But I don't know why we don't see the zombies and the dying people and the, the stuff like that like you do here. It's yeah. not it's not an epidemic like it is here, like it is in South Africa. Yeah. Like I think Turkey was an epidemic that we had back home, where it was like, fuck, we need to get a handle of this Turkish thing, you know, which is like crack. It's crystal meth, isn't it? I think it's crystal meth, but like a more homemade version. Like you can literally just make it from shit that you at the grocery store where crystal meth you actually have to go to the hardware store <laughs> <laughs> alright um, but yeah I mean the fentanyl shit's crazy here man like you can't find heroin like not, not that I've looked or anything but people have told me that you can't find heroin anymore like it's it's rare and people miss it all there is now is fucking fentanyl what even is fentanyl? It's actually like a medicine, dude. Like, I think they even still use it. It's to just, like, either knock people out or completely get rid of their pain. Like morphine. Like morphine. You know? Yeah, but. So now here's this, like, scale that you've got, right? So, like, think of morphine as strong as we know it to be. Mm. Heroin's above that. Mm. Okay? Mm. Then where that is, as much space as there is between morphine and heroin, there's, like, ten times the amount of space between morphine or heroin and fentanyl. That shit, that shit's so much stronger. Mm. And that's why people love it. You know? It's like, imagine if you found but like, also, but I mean, yeah, they're not interested in the fucking journey. They're only interested in the destination. That's for sure. <laughs> they're, not, they're not sipping some nasty drink waiting for it. I mean, they are, they are doing that. But we said earlier, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But it's incredibly, incredibly dead. I remember when, when I got to Banff there and I was um, with the like snowboarding course folks and they were saying how's it to everybody and it was like one of the first evenings. And the first things they did is they sat everybody down and they said, listen, we know you guys are grown-ass adults. You know, do whatever you want to do. We know everybody's here to have a good time. But we strongly encourage I can't remember what terms they used but basically they said don't do cocaine because it's not worth it because next thing you do some coke and you're dead fentanyl fentanyl yeah because you just don't know you don't know what it is you don't know what you're going to get and and just like that you, you, you're dead and there's no coming back well yeah BC um okay so a lot where this comes from is uh, I've had a lot of, not experience, but like exposure to this because I worked down there. Yeah. And then I've got like courses on the stuff and I'm like quite interested in this. I've got documentaries on the stuff. 
And so one of the things that I've been like looking into a lot is, is the Overdose Prevention Society, mm. OPS. And uh, so they saw this fucking epidemic back in 2016. They were like, users mm. were even like, fuck, there's people around me dying from the shit. Mm. We can't carry on like this. The city's not doing anything. Mm. So they set up a fucking tent on the street just to be like, come here and do your drugs in front of me. Mm. We'll watch you do it. And then when, you, when you're good to walk around again, you can fuck off. But mm. we're going to make sure that you don't fucking die, die alone on the street, you know. Mm. So they sit there and they, they do the thing in front of them and they've got uh, Narcan, Naloxone, whatever, the thing that um, blocks the opioid receptors in the brain. Got that on hand, got oxygen on hand, got all that stuff ready. So these guys can just come there. And now it's this like massive thing. Like, I wouldn't say massive. They, they definitely still struggle. Like, it, it sh- in my opinion, should be a lot bigger. It should be like 24 hours. should be multiple sites. But it's sites where people can go get their drugs tested and then use. Yeah. Um, they call it even fucking smash and dash. Smash some fucking... Uh, they give you like injections. They give you a little cup to boil your water in. They give you the whole kit. They give you everything. A nice little clean little booth to do it in. with like clear things so they can like keep an eye on you. Wow. It's insane, eh? Insane. And all, all run by ex-users. All current users. What an insane drug as well that you would want to go to like a tent to like this, you know, I can't think of anything worse than being in that kind of environment on any type of high that I've ever been on. Like what, a, what an insane thing that like it puts you in such a completely different space that your, that your surroundings like just don't matter at all. No, these guys aren't even getting high, dude. These guys are just taking the drugs just to feel, to stop the sickness. Mm. They're so physically addicted to it that their whole body hurts. They feel sick nonstop. Mm. And the only way to get rid of it is to have more of this, you know. Mm. And the fucking things that they've done to get that as well. Like, Mm. these people who live on the streets, they've got fuck all. Mm. So you can imagine, how do you get enough money now to just go buy yourself a little bag of fentanyl? Then you take it and you die. (laughs) Like, and and they they even tune, like, They'll, they'll rather let the person, like, um, like they see this person's dying a little bit, you know? He's not breathing so much, he's getting a little bit blue. In the ops now, where mm, they're, mm. they're just, like, trying to keep him away. Try- they don't want to give him the Narcan, the stuff that will go to his brain receptors, automatically stop the high. Take him out of it, be able to breathe normally again. Like, yeah. they don't want to give it to him unless it's last minute. Be- not because they're trying to save it or whatever. It's because they're like, they don't know what that poor guy's like almost had to do to get that high and to feel like this again. Now, if you give that shit to him, he immediately feels sick again. Immediately wants more. His high's gone. All that, that, but all those dicks he had to suck to fucking get that shit is for nothing now. It's just where he was and everyone's around him. Obviously, this isn't the real reason. It wasn't, this wasn't in the documentary. This <laughs> to like the mood a little bit yeah uh when i went to go watch this documentary there was these fucking uh not fucking really cool first nations guys in the corner of the fucking cinema huh. banging a drum oh. throat singing wow it was fucking beautiful man it was amazing awesome and like they did a few numbers like they did a few and then they would stop and then like cool i didn't know if i could clap bro. Uh. I'm not, and no one clapped so the whole movie theater, yeah. after this like, kind of thing, like, it was just silence. Silence. And like, 
And I was really? so stoned, man. I was like, fuck, I want to clap so bad. Yeah. But like, if these guys aren't clapping, surely it's yeah. fucking disrespectful to you. That's the thing. Everybody's <laughs> sitting there and nobody knows. Yeah. You know? Nobody knows. Nobody's been exposed. Nobody's been exposed to, to that at all. You know? Yeah. Nobody knows. What's the deal? What do you do? Then for like their last song, um, now the theater is like a lot more full. Even the fucking the O's who are in the movie, the guys who work at Ops in the docky are there. The directors there. There's like a Q and A afterwards. So now everyone's there and they're just doing their last song. And then obviously they they showed the movie the night before. So everyone starts fucking. Well, the fucking dudes start clapping. The director them. They all they start uh, clapping. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, just yeah. arrive. Yeah. And now the whole theater starts clapping. It's yeah. just like, fuck, yeah. we should have clapped all their songs. All, like, all of those songs. <laughs> but I ask Zola, I say, what would this be like back home? Mm. Like, imagine if you just go to like a movie theater to watch a docky on like a rhino poaching, but then there, there's fucking some uh, Khoisan Oaks just fucking mooring a drum, shouting. Zola. <laughs> <laughs> Just joking. She was just joking. She, but she, she it looked like they're fucking basking inside. <laughs> why, why are they basking in the movie? <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. That was so funny. I mean, and that all that all thing is kind of fraught as well because it's not. Uh, it's not entirely disconnected, or it's not coincidental. Um, a lot of the. A lot of people who are struggling with addiction um, are First Nations people who've been through hell. Fucking survivors, bro. Yeah. They gave a little talk, those, those guys in the film. Oh, After they finished, the, the wasn't director, it was someone else. Just, 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 just. Oh, cheers, man. He got up and, like, uh, Started introducing the band, and the band was like, Yeah, okay, see the microphone. I just took the microphone, must have spoken for like 20 minutes. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. But like, um, we're on the Squamish, Sailor Tooth lands. This mm-hmm. land wasn't given, it wasn't stolen, it wasn't, I was oh, not, it wasn't sold, it mm-hmm. wasn't taken in battle. Mm-hmm. This land was just like kind of used. In a way, yeah, and the people the, just moved in and said, We're staying, yeah, and and we're kind of here with those people's permission, you know, in a way, yeah. So it's quite cool how a lot of things you'll go to and they'll like give thanks and recognition of who yeah. own the land, um, yeah. yeah, and then they spoke about how, like, what the drummer was fucking survivor, and he mm-hmm. even said, like, he hates to use the word survivor, but that's kind of what it is, you know, yeah. if you look at how many people. Like all the kids and all the fucking shit that was killed off, and the language and the history here is so crazy. So we're talking about residential schools, essentially, yeah. specifically, yeah. And it's 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 what's why it's come to the forefront of the sort of national consciousness recently is the discovery of hundreds, hundreds. Yeah, well, at least two hundred and fifteen. It's just the re- most recent grave. No, yeah. Oh no, it's 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 many hundreds of unmarked oh, yeah. unmarked graves at various different sites of previous residential schools, and the residential schools were places where First Nations, um, which is the Canadian 
term for native the native population. Uh, children were forcibly taken from their families and taken to these schools, uh, which were run by the Catholic Church, in which they which had the express intention and objective of beating the native out of them, basically killing the Indian. Yeah. Yeah. In terms of the culture. Exactly. Yeah. And so they weren't allowed to speak their language. They weren't allowed to practice any of their cultural practices. Taken away from their family. Taken away from their factory. <laughs> factory. From their families. <laughs> uh, and like untold numbers of people died. And there was a huge amount of physical abuse, sexual abuse. It's just a There was something like an 80% mortality rate, which meant like 80% of the people died. 80%? I oh, think I so. I that hard to believe. But maybe, maybe did young like, Jamie. Yeah. Some shit for us. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I, lots, <laughs> lots. Lots of people died. Lots of people didn't go home. And the survivors. Who, yeah. That's why it's, they say survivors, you know, yeah. because it is such a small amount of people that actually got out of there. Out of those schools. Yeah. And, and are now still walking around. Yeah. So there's a, there's a huge portion of the population who've, who, who are... It's such a weird dynamic. It's such a, it's such a weird thing. Um, but yeah, we got to hear from the fentanyl because like these O's are obviously pushing demons away now. You know, like fucking they want a, a lot. They're of people, hurting. Yeah. You know, so yeah. they're, they're on these drugs. No differently to South Africa though, where yeah. people are living lives that they are trying to forget. Basically, on the weekend, come Friday nights, you know, no, no different to how. How much of a problem alcohol is in South Africa, where people literally are getting from Friday nights to Monday morning as fucked as they can possibly get to forget the fact that they live in existence, which is is in like <laughs> I don't even I don't even have a word for it. Well, it's know? sad because it's like there's so many. That are living in that life, and you don't want to say it's horrible because it's just horrible from your perspective. There's beautiful things in it, obviously, and stuff like For that. For sure. But yeah, one of exactly. the biggest things as well is like their folks beat them, and and we're like, and not just beat them, but we're also alcoholics and and lived horrible lives because they were under fucking oppression all the time, and you know, and so they've grown up under oppression in a way, even though like they're born and, free. But they live in a system of oppression as well they yeah still, in, still yeah. In, in under conditions that oh. are that many people would consider the word that i didn't want to say is like subhuman like like they don't they aren't offered the dignity of of what we consider a, a modern human existence you know it's people living in a shack and shitting in a bucket and Fuck. millions of people live like that really. like, i know millions of people oh, oh, no. i know i don't think it's subhuman i wouldn't use that word at all I know why well, you like, hesitated, but I mean, we don't have to go into a debate about what it's up here. Sure. But, but, um, I don't, I don't, it's not that I, I don't, it's, it's that I don't think it, it is up to what we should hold the standards of a human existence to. That's, that's my point. Is that okay. we should hold human existence higher than, uh, living 12 people in a tiny shack and chilling in a bucket. Um, people yeah. should be allowed to if they want to. Just sure. Just want to. <laughs> if that's what you want, Betty. <laughs> you're welcome to. You're welcome to. Um, uh, let's get back on track. What were we talking about? 
No, this is what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah. And 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 so people do whatever they have to do to to sort of escape from the reality of their existence for a short amount of time to find a little bit of joy, a mm. little a little bit of easiness, a little bit of feeling good. You describe it painful. Yeah, or oh, yeah. the fucking PBR, or the black black label, whatever it is, you know. And it's just it happens to different extents in, in different groups of population. I think what's what's crazy here is that like, um, you know, at home, you're not confronted. It's different in the extent to which you're confronted by the dire situation of people's lives. You drive past it on the highway. Every single traffic light. Every single traffic light. But so the scale is different. Traffic lights, you see you see one or two people. Um, but it's not it doesn't surround you. If you go in down into downtown Vancouver, you're there um, it's, it's like in, it's shrunk. Not, it's like in this few blocks. Yeah. It's a fucking neighborhood. It's like a, yeah. it's 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 less than a suburb. Like yeah. the amount of space that this area is, where it's just absolute fucking. But it's hundreds of people on the streets. Yeah, it's not when it, when I say oh, hundreds yeah. of people, it's not an exaggeration. It's not like there's one homeless person on this corner, and then on that corner over there, there's someone else. It's it's from it's for three or four blocks. There you cannot take you cannot walk two meters down the pavement without stepping past someone who's who's living on that part of pavement. No, and busy injecting something yeah. into a scab. Like, yeah. It's fucking gross. It's grim existence. Mm. Yeah. Grim existence. Anyway, there's fucking different scales of grim existence, I guess. That's what I'm yeah, saying. Sure. Wherever you are, there's a, there's a scale of grim existence. I had an interesting conversation this week um, getting back to the uh, the land acknowledgements, mm-hmm. right? Of mm-hmm. okay, we're living, we're living on um, the unceded territories. Is the is the that's the thing I forgot to yeah, say. Yeah, unceded, unceded territories. Yeah. So, but that's you describe what it means, right? It was never was never taken by force. It was never surrendered. It was never sold. It's the unceded. It's like we never gave this to you. You guys just live here now. <laughs> Yeah, right. The unceded territories. It was actually fucking trixied away from it, like with all the fucking claim. Uh, they're like. Oh, we promised the space is yours, and then oh, well, I actually fuck that promise. We're just gonna take it anyway. Yeah, I don't. I actually don't know enough about the history. I don't know enough about. Just read um, Inconvenient Indian. Really good book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's short as well and easy to read. Cool. And I should educate myself more, more on it definitely, and I intend to. Um, but I had this conversation uh, with a guy called Connor Ryan, who. Uh, is a skier from Colorado, and he's he's Lakota, um, but living in Colorado. So Lakota are from like a from the plains area. Yeah, it's nearby not, Colorado, actually. Yeah, yeah, nearby, but not like in the mountains. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, we had this interesting conversation about. Because his his thing, he he made this movie called Spirit of the Peaks, which I would highly recommend. It's on YouTube, oh, and it's interesting because he speaks about his the sort of conflicts of his position as a native person who's a skier, who's um, part of this kind of uh, 
it's almost like skiing is like a modern day ex extraction industry. Like people come in and you you go there and you you ski and you leave and you um, you sort of enjoy the natural beauty. But how much you really like give back or not give back? I find giving I find give back a little bit of a cliche term, but yeah. but but how much how much like how much are you really giving to the environment? How much are you protecting the water? How much are you uh, caring for the place that you're in? Like how you're just much taking from it. You're just there to enjoy it, so yeah. basically. Exactly. It's a one-way relationship. There's mm. no... It's giving you so much and you're not giving anything. And so reciprocity is his word that he uses a lot. You need to live in... You need to act in reciprocity mm. with the land. Um, and, yeah, it was a super interesting conversation. He was saying things like... Um, uh, uh, the outdoor industry needs to realize that they have a certain responsibility to the areas in which uh, they they operate and they, like make the gear for for people to go and take that shit. Yeah, oh. exactly. And to the people, the communities, the historic communities that were there before. You oh. know? Um, and so what he was saying is that he feels like he has this responsibility to the youth. The sort of elders, okay. you know, the the oh. the Ute tribe, right? Oh, so, fuck! I thought you were saying the youth. No, the Ute. <laughs> yeah, U T E. Okay. Another oh. tribe of of. of uh, and you know that's where Utah Native comes from, probably. Probably yeah. exactly. Yeah. Because people were forcibly removed from it was oh, like Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Fuck the the American, the USA, American. The those native stories is mm. also fucking horrible. Oh, horrible. Yeah. But so. Um. Yeah, it's like pretty beautiful movie in a lot of ways, and he's talking about the water and custodianship of of the water and water sources, um, and how the native people lived in uh, unison and rest. You know, it it wasn't like and we had this cool conversation. How it wasn't like nature was the separate thing from life which you like go and enjoy like dip in like dip your toe in nature and come back out you know it's like that it was just life it was just like where you live that's you that's it's just existence there's no separation between man and nature it's like that's you are a part awesome of that thing right? yeah. um but and so i was saying to him you know what what practical steps would you suggest that people that outdoor industry people can take um in order to recognize their respond their responsibility to uh native populations for instance and he said um one of the things that he thinks is important is recognizing the humanity of those populations in the way that we think about and talk about the way in which we experience the outdoors, right? So you're saying, if you think about the word wilderness, we speak about the wilderness a lot, right? It's this concept that we hold in common, especially amongst, well, specifically amongst sort of white Western society. And he says, in the definition of the word wilderness, it's, it includes the phrase, areas that are untrammeled by man. Untrammeled or un. Oh, that's just a bad definition. Yeah, it's just a bad definition, but it's it's tied up in the idea of it, right? The the wilderness is like an area which is like inaccessible to people. It's okay. where it's an area that people don't go or people yeah, aren't yeah, there. Yeah. Okay. 
And what he was saying is that, like, no, people have been there. People have been living there and experiencing that those areas for thousands of years. And we just don't see it that way because we don't consider the experience and the knowledge of the native populations as contributing to the general human knowledge and experience of that place. So we should stop referring to those places as wildernesses and start referring to them more explicitly in terms of the places which were historically explored and inhabited and enjoyed by the Ute tribe or whatever it might be. It's like, this isn't a place where people don't go or have never been. It's not untrammeled by man. It's just untrammeled by these other people who you told to fuck off when you got here. Well, um, no, that's a, that's a great thing to like keep in mind. Right. For sure. Yeah. But like there's some places I, I actually think about it quite often when I'm in these amazing places. I'm where I'm like, I climb up a fucking mountain that almost kills me and it's a fucking it's a path. You know, I'm even following other people who have got gear and all that shit, but get to the top of Wedge Mount hmm. and it's the glacier there and I'm just like, I wonder if those native oaks fucking came up here. Hundred percent. Yeah? Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. They're human beings, you know? Yeah. They have the exact same desire to, like, see and experience and explore and... No, but there's fucking dangerous shit out there as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what, do you think they were more scared of the dangerous shit than you and me? Well, yes. Nah. No way. Yes, they, they like, lived with them and experienced them. It was like, next yeah. time, they lived in a way. He also had this other fantastic anecdote which he told me. So I was talking to him about the having done the avalanche safety training. Um, and he was saying, you know, he had been out in the mountains this one time and they were choosing their path um, in terms of where they would be least likely to trigger an avalanche. Uh, which is something you learn over time and from the collective knowledge of other people, whatever it may be. And after a certain while, they realized that they kept seeing these tracks of a lynx or a bobcat or a something. And he was like, it's no coincidence that the trail we chose is the same trail <laughs> that this animal chooses because yeah. the animal fucking knows how to avoid ending up in an avalanche. Sure. And it's like, it's that kind of perspective, which is like, yeah, it's, <laughs> we're all animals, man. Yeah. You know, we're all, yeah. it's all kind of one and the same. But do you think there's like that sort of, okay, I know this isn't what you were talking about though, mm. but like the, the, the knowledge is like carried down in your genes, in your DNA, in a way that because your ancestors fucking thought about it and knew that shit, uh, do you? When they made this one experiment or something where they did like they taught rats how to do something in LA mm. and then the, the rats in New York figured it out like, like a few weeks later. Well not a few weeks later, but like they, they learned it at the same time. They learned the same maze. They just knew how to do it in a way. They learned it how to do it quickly because there's like a collective consciousness. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the rats in New York are just cleverer than the rats in LA. Oh my god. The rats in LA are just fucking on heroin. <laughs> <laughs> They're drinking that fentanyl. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. this shit gets into the wastewater. <laughs> yeah, I'm fucking sure it does. Oh, I don't know. So, what made me think of him was the um, 
that's another thing that might be interesting to people back home. Is, so he had shared a, a meme which said, which I saw, whatever, it was just a meme that he was sharing, but um, talking about like territory acknowledgements. Uh huh. That, that's the, yeah. Same thing, right? Yeah. Um, and some people, like a couple of people in my company, have it on their email signature. Oh, uh, yeah. But also a lot of like, apparently, a lot of like corporate um, meetings and whatever, there'll be, there'll be like a whole portion of time dedicated to like the people from all the different companies saying they're part of like, oh, yeah, well, we're coming from the unceded territories of this nation, that nation, and we, you know, honored to be here and live and work here. Um, and it's cool in a way, but what his meme was, was like, um, you know, the, you know, the office meme where Pam gives, oh, they're the same thing, they're the same thing, the yeah. two pictures and like, but it's, uh, you know, like, uh, territory recognition and then the other one is like, you know, empty tokenism gesture or something like that. I have to say, like, this is just fucking bullshit. You know? uh, you're just like, like, you're just saying, it's not enough to just say, um, you know, we we recognize that we're living on unceded territory of these people. Like, you have to do something in the way that you run your company or the way that you behave on a day-to-day -day basis that demonstrates, you know, you have to have more of a commitment to respecting the historical context in which you exist here than just saying like in the beginning of your meeting like uh i recognize that I no but fuck it's a start bro it's something sure. like sure. i'm always looking at back home and i'm like imagine they did that like sure we're fucking we're, we're living in the Khoisan's tribe we in the land like thank you for having us Khoisan. yeah i mean I feel conflicted about it because I I think that it's cool in a way that they, it has good intentions and that for some people it might be like, yeah, cool. You know what? I like it when it's when it's the people in the movie. I really liked it when it was when we went to see Alt-J and um, Portugal the Man. Portugal the Man. Yeah. And they, before they started, had a big projected on the screen representative of the First Nations community who said, this is who I am. And I want to let you all know that you are welcome here. And, and I, I liked that. Because um, it made me feel welcome. <laughs> yeah. Apart from anything else. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Um, but I feel like in some instances when it's just like an email signature or whatever, it's, it does feel a little bit like it's just like a thing that's put there to, it's like, I mean, I hesitate to use the term virtue signaling, but it feels like it is kind of just virtue signaling in a way, you know, it's like, what does this, what does this actually mean? You know? <laughs> and I think also in a way that if you say like, Oh, well, you know, I'd like to acknowledge that we're on the ancestral homeland of the Kosa people. It's like, yeah. Okay. Um, but you're still going to fucking get in your BMW and drive back to your gated community. And, like, <laughs> it's not going to make any, like, you you know, it doesn't make any practical difference. And really, ultimately, 
Yeah, I don't know. It's it's I've been I've been thinking about it quite a bit and haven't come to like a for an email. The email thing's a bit weird for me because it's like I'm not even emailing you saying, "Hey, I'm, I'm in Cape Town." Like, yeah. hey, I'm emailing this to you, and by the way, I'm in Cape Town. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Weird to say, like, hey, I'm emailing this to you, by the way, on the Squamish land. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a bit like, what, what is, what, what does that matter in an email? Like, exactly. Exactly. Like, what's the, what's the, what's the context here, really? Like, know? I get it for, like, the documentary that I saw as well. It was, like, sort of kind of like that, too. It's like, yeah. We're here to give you, you filmed this on our land, in a way. Yeah. And yeah. you're using part of it, and so, like, yeah. you've asked for permission, here it is, like. Cool. Great. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. But, like, like you said, the email, the email shit's weird. Um, if you have a real representative, though, like, from the tribe, come and do it like and maybe that's the thing maybe that's the point of like you've asked for permission and we are explicitly giving it to you that feels different to like oh i'm just gonna acknowledge that like i'm I'm just like yeah well fuck we all see we're all here like you know it's like yeah what like yeah we're all here you know i think it would be cool for something for us to do when we go camping before we start the braai or before we eat or something that's what we say because we are then actually like we should we should think about that that the whole this whole nature thing mm. that you were saying where it's mm. like we run mm. with it and okay yeah we're going to go visit the wilderness now which mm. it definitely feels like yeah because you're on a fucking wooden table with a fire mm. pit mm. instead mm. of just like in the bush you know mm. um we should just say a little fucking land acknowledgement you know mm. i mean fuck we're not going to mention all 36 of them or more and there probably is, but we'll mention the three that they usually do. Well, I mean, you'd have to figure out where you were exactly. Oh, uh, yeah, we were yeah. land or you I mean, in fact, I go to the island, it's probably different, eh? I don't even know. See, that's the thing about South Africa. What are you going to say? Khoisan? No, but the Zulus took that, and then the Khoisans took it from them, and then this other took it from them. And, yeah. Like, how far back do you go in a way? Like, Yeah. Yeah. We'll always find a way to exclude each other, yeah. whether it's by fucking race or culture or religion or something like that. Yeah. We always just want to exclude each other and se- put dividers in and separate them yeah. between man and woman yeah. and anything you can think of. And so that's, I guess, also my point or my feeling, because <laughs> I haven't made the point, but that's my, that's my, that's my feeling also is that it's like... Um, like, sure, we're on the ancestral, but actually where we are now, in the most relevant sense, is we are now in Canada. We're in British Columbia, Canada, right? And the more responsible thing to do is to say, how do I live in British Columbia, Canada, as a member of Canadian society who takes seriously the fact that there are people who have been marginalized and fucked over 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 all of these years that just ended now in the 90s. It's like the fact that it's the unceded territories of the Squamish and Tsleil-Waututh nations is 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 accurate, but more pertinent is like we are all in Canada and we are all here in British Columbia and the 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 group project here is figuring out a way. It's more important that we figure out a way for people to live in Harmony and dignity and pr- productive cooperation. Feel welcome. 
feel welcome, feel respected, feel all of those things are more important than that we put on the bottom of an email signature that, oh yeah, I do know that this used to be the, like, yeah, cool. You know, everybody fucking knows. Oh, bro, I don't know though, like, okay, no, I 100% agree, but. And I was thinking about it, sorry, I was thinking about it in, in relation to the context of home. You know? Yeah, that's what I was just about to say. Yeah. I was just like, how how would I take, because look how it's, it's started a conversation. You know, you and I are fucking talking about it as immigrants here, and we know a lot of, but I'm sure like, I mean, Alex Catton and the, those other friends of ours who would come and Ed would come to South Africa, they would also learn a lot about the, and be a little bit more like, not not like versed in a way of like, I mean, they probably, have you read Nelson Mandela's book? No. Yeah, I bet you they have. Well, maybe, well, some of them. Well, some of them. But, uh, fuck, I, I want to download that Audible. Yeah, I wanna, I'm going to listen to it, but what I'm trying to say is that, like, when you move to a different country, you very, you are kind of interested and you want to absorb the culture and learn about it and be respectful. But, like, I want, it's like, like feeling, I want you to do the same thing like feeling a tourist in your own home. You should act that way in your own home, in a way. For sure. Like how, like, how do you even do it? Is it that, oh, travel broadens the mind. So now we've gone here, experienced that, and like how to learn about it and how they do it here. If we take it back home, you and I, in November, we're going to feel that way, you know? We're going to feel like a little bit more, where are we? What land are we on? You know, we're going to think about it. Yeah, I, I, well, I think it's kind of more complicated in a way at home because what land do you ascribe to whom? You know, exactly, as you said. But also, um, I, as I said, I think that it's really important to, to, to recognize the national project of being South Africa. Like, we are South Africa. And what's more, what the, mo- the most important thing is that we as South Africa move forward as a society with mutual expect- respect and levels of human dignity and, um, you know, it's like, and I'm exactly not saying, uh, you know, I'm exactly not saying, oh, like, oh, come on, why can't we just get over it, you know, but part of it was... 20, 30 years ago, come no, on. I'm saying we must talk it. about it more. We must, like we're talking about this. Sure, yeah. but we must, but 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 we must talk about it without a sense of, um, and I think that's <laughs> there's anger. There's anger. There's 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 the, the two and there's two of the most like toxic things in any relationship, right? Resentment and defensiveness. In any relationship between any two group, any two people, any groups of people, two of the things that will erode those relationships the quickest are resentment and 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 being quick to be defensive, and those exist in fucking droves in these kinds of situations, because so many people are feel feel resentful of fucking white colonial settlers, and so many white colonial settlers settlers feel defensive because they feel. Typical that one, like fuck. I, I didn't, I didn't do it. I didn't do a butt date. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't me. Like, fucking, don't, no. look at, don't look at me. It was these other. Come on, let's get. Let, can't we just get over it and move on? But it's like, how do we move forward without those levels of, of 
resentment and defensiveness and be able to have the conversation. And that's the fucking most difficult thing to figure out. Yeah. All I'm saying is that fucking email signature ain't gonna do it. We must have been around South Africa. I'm in Cape Town. And I'm fucking loving I'm in Cape Town. Oh, I like that idea. I like that idea. Well, proudly South African. Proudly South African was like a, a really cool marketing yeah. brand yeah. thing that yeah. happened. Like, yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Even though, no, like, that I can fucking buy into. 100%. Yeah. It's probably a bunch of corruption and shit going on there. Yeah. By the time we yeah. release this, it's come out already. <laughs> yeah, probably so. It's just a marketing ploy by Jacobs and Matthew. Or just fucking some other rich white oak. That's the thing that people now know me for. Well, that no South Africa has. Like, it used to be Nelson Mandela. For a while, it was Bufana Bufana. Now it's just like Jacob Zuma counting. I just. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. God. That's what everybody knows about. Really? Yeah, well, at work, that's like. First thing they say, yeah, that Jacob's so much of yours. He lives in Clemson now. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that shit pisses me off. I use. I remember seeing um, Clarkson and the Top Gear Oaks. Yeah, uh, they formed one in Joburg. Clarkson making the same joke about five times about Jacob Zuma not being, and I'm like. Bro, you fucking try and you say eleven million five hundred seventy six thousand three hundred twenty five in Osa, like or you know, or in yeah, fucking we, Spanish or no, French or yeah, any other language. French, where yeah, they make up shit like. <laughs> <laughs> like they, they count different day, bro. Yeah, but Do you know about this shit. <laughs> no, tell me. No, instead of saying like twenty four, they'll say like twelve and eight. Or 12 or whatever the fuck <laughs> They'll like just add like their words for numbers or just other numbers added together. Added together. Yeah, it's like we only have a number for 17 and we only have a number for 3 so for 20 we just say 17. I feel like you are completely making this up. 100% not bro. There's like a number that you can ask a French person to say and it's only like 4 digits and so they're like say like 1,112 and they'll be like <laughs> they do like a whole fucking maths equation like <laughs> tell you this like one number I'm telling you we can phone Jordan right now and you'll no when Cora, when Cora gets home we'll ask her okay yeah, there you go. she's fluent we can fucking ask Google watch this watch this okay go- okay Google Hey Siri, what what's that weird number? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> 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 Alright, I'm gonna take a pee break. Yeah, me too. Okay. We're back. Yeah, nee. That's a rich call podcast. Yeah, nee. Happy. What the fuck would they pronounce that as here though? Yeah, yeah, nee. I don't give a fuck. Let me listen. Jane. Um, so I went to go watch a Whitecaps game yeah Yeah. I wanted to ask how how was it it was fucking cool man it was good fun man these guys like I I, I know I gave them a lot of shit about their chance yeah but they were actually pretty good so the Whitecaps are the the soccer soccer team soccer team yeah and like 
I hate to say that I'm like a Whitecaps fan because I believe they're a little bit like Ku Klux Klan-y just because of the name, you know, Whitecaps. <laughs> but I mean, they, they do mean like the Whitecap Mountains and or the little fucking ocean foamies that come up yeah. around Vancouver. But yeah, they had all right chance. And uh, we saw three goals come in, like right in front of us. We were up behind the net. Oh, cool. Fucking made up with Henry and Hayes. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, Solna loves it. Fucking, she gets hot dogs like fucking a me- half a meter long. <laughs> or they call it like two foot long or two foot. Like, <laughs> she just gets these massive hot dogs <laughs> with like chili in it and all sorts of shit. Um, and uh, <laughs> one funny thing that happened was the. Uh, so when someone scored, all, yeah, they would just like announce just the first name. They'll be like, "It's Nicholas," and then the whole crowd would shout like, "Reynolds!" <laughs> and then he would say, the announcer would say like, "Thank you," and then the whole crowd would shout, "You're welcome!" <laughs> <laughs> just the most fucking Canadian thing. <laughs> <laughs> Answer, just like thanking the crowd for listening for participating <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank yeah. you for your participation <laughs> <laughs> and then a big you're welcome <laughs> everyone just like <laughs> yeah fuck I've heard that it's a vibe I, I, I definitely want to go actually yeah and it's actually pretty cheap man it's like just like yeah 30 bucks or something yeah unlike the hockey which is like Eighty-five dollars yeah. at the very yeah. cheapest. Eighty-five dollars is on the very top, highest, furthest <laughs> way that yeah. you can buy. Like, and and the basketball man, basketball is also ridiculously expensive. They don't even really play basketball here. Though. Of course they do, man. No, they don't. Well, yeah. there isn't an NBA team here. Yeah, but uh, the basketball also can't play here. Uh, they? No. I imagine. You imagining it? Oh. Yeah. Maybe I'm looking at tickets in Toronto. Maybe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Or the Harlem Globetrotters that you Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> That's probably it. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, I always go to these fucking sports events with Nico and Brandon. Yeah. <laughs> um, sounds like Ben and Nico have got a cool weekend lined up going out to Washington. What? The Olympic Spirit Park, I think it's called, or something. Or Olympic. It's like a peninsula there in Washington. I think they're going now. What? Fuck, I don't even know about that. This is my housemate, man. Shows up, pick my house, and you can never even hear yeah. anybody. Yeah. Well, it's because they're always crossfitting. Yeah. Oh, Exercise culting in the mornings. I'm working. <laughs> so I've been thinking about joining this crossfit exercise cult. I think you'd like it, man. I think I would too. Yeah. It's just that I'm going to have to pay $400 just for the like intro course of like six six sessions teaching me how to do everything so I don't fucking break my spleen. No, it's expensive. Yeah. And that's why you've got to go everything every day. Mm. And then you're in a cult. Yeah. We spoke about this last time. Yeah, Jeez. we did. I'm just giving my, my exercise cult updates. I want to I wanna join a climbing gym, man. It's going to be my exercise cult. And I don't think it's going to get rid of my belly. Oh, you must come climb. I climb! You must come with us there with ropes where you can yeah. go like a high no, I'd like that. I need to buy shoes. It's fucking yeah. shoes every time. You must buy a harness as well. I've got one. Oh, yeah. yeah. Black diamond. Yeah. Awesome. I've got to buy black diamond shoes too, actually. For the 85 bucks. Sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to look into climbing outside as well. That's a 
it's funny that we don't even really we live right by well vancouver is like mountain biking mecca it's like this is the one of the best mountain biking destinations in the world and we don't have mountain bikes yeah well fuck that oh well i mean i'd love to but there's not enough money in the world to be able to afford a mountain bike there's not enough money in the world to get me to go down those turns without breaking my Rips no, again. you break one. That's right. <laughs> it goes back. Yeah, I, I mean, was just talking about this Patagonia movie called North Shore Betty about the seventy-year-old lady there in North Shore. She's still riding her mountain bike there. She's broken all sorts of things. She's a badass, having a great time. Seventy, okay. riding, having a jewel in the in the forest there. Rain, shine, doesn't matter. Mud, loving it. That's the way to live. Okay, yeah, we'll almost win the lotto. Okay, we'll win the lotto, and then we'll, <laughs> we can buy mountain bikes. And we'll start slow. Yeah. Okay, I like that. But so it's mountain biking and climbing. Squamish, just up the road, yeah. twenty-five minutes away, is widely recognized as the one of the best climbing destinations in the world. Dude, we live by fucking one of the. We Cape Town is one of the best climbing destinations in the world. Ah, valid points, eh? Yeah, man. Cedarburg, Rocklands, yeah. Yeah, like. Yeah, and we just—it's like. Climbing's a weird one here. It's like, it's very niche. It's like almost, you know, it's like the next surfing almost. No, bro, it's like that. We were just talking about cults. What were you thinking mm. about? Them climbers. Mm. That's a cult. That's a cult. Yeah, yes. culty vibes. Well, it's just, yeah, it's just like, when, if you enter it, just deep that's obsession. all you do. Like, deep obsession. Yeah. Well, exactly. Do you get occasional climbers? Weekend warriors. Yeah, for sure. It's like fentanyl. You don't get like a fucking <laughs> casual <Hey>. fentanyl. <laughs> <laughs> you other fucking fentanyl. Can I put it back? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think you probably do. I mean, I've been going once a week, but I'm probably gonna up the ante. I love it though. It feels it feels nice. Yeah. Well, I find because I've done it like twice now. I still find that like I enjoy it more afterwards where I think about what I was doing where at the time I'm still a little bit self-conscious I'm like yeah, not as yeah, strong yeah, as yeah. I want to be like yeah sure but it's cool in that how often do we use our upper bodies just like you know we hike a lot we go snowboarding <laughs> yeah, we... some people do like pull-ups and shit <laughs> yeah sure <laughs> <laughs> like a pull-up bar right there but, <laughs> but like you don't we don't our lifestyle doesn't involve lifting things. Paddleboarding? And... Yeah, okay. It's cool. Paddleboard. It's cool. And it's, yeah, it's arms a bit as yeah. well, but it's... Yeah, there's something nice, something lacquer about that. But we also... Fact, we, we work at a desk, right? Yeah. Me, I, I sometimes walk up and down between computers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, if at last, what's a chair? It's May 19th. And it hasn't there. I don't think it's been over fifteen degrees once that I can remember. Uh, but what's the time there, Rue? Five to nine. Five to nine. It's still light <coughs> outside. I can. It's daylight. It's twilight, yeah. but yeah. on the daylight side of twilight. But it's been cold as fuck. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's been raining. Now, eventually, yeah. Eventually. Do you think? Do you think we've turned the corner? Yeah, I think we hope they have. <laughs> well, it's always like this. There'll be a couple of nice, warm, sunny days, and then it'll we'll be a bit chillier and rainier again. But now it'll start getting nice. Because oh, yeah. when you, it's like, yeah, sure, it's nice looking at the nice lights at five to nine when you're sitting inside. But it's a different story when you're on the beach, 
it's five to nine, you've been soaking up hot sun all day. I'm drunk. <laughs> been yeah. drinking since five o'clock. It's nine o'clock now. Yeah. You're still on the beach. Yeah. <laughs> now you're going to ride your bike home. Mm. Now you get to ride your bike home. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's where it's at. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it's coming. Well, the riding the bike thing is fucking sick about this place as well. Mm. It's like you can just ride your bike everywhere. Anywhere yeah. and everywhere. Anywhere and everywhere you ride your bike. Bike friendly place, man. Fucking bike whole streets are four bikes. Just four bikes. Just even on the on the street sign. Bicycle there. It's like letting niggas know. People in the streets. Fucking took a fat there in the streets. White paints. Yeah. If you're in here with a car you waiting. You yeah. waiting, yeah. Or getting out my way. Exactly. One or the other. <laughs> Depends if you're in front or behind. Either way, I've got right away. No, it's it's so nice. I love it. And it's one of those things you don't want to sound like fucking typical South African being like, hey, everything works so nicely here. <laughs> <laughs> but everything works really nicely. No, but those kinds of things. What kept on you having on a bicycle? You know, it's on you a mountain. Bro, it wouldn't matter if it wasn't on a mountain. No, no bro, it was flat. Well, I guess, yeah, Cuck. you don't see people riding bikes in Joburg, like, at Cuck. all. <laughs> like, where would you see people riding bikes? Nowhere. You see Argus Oaks. Cy- sure, you see cyclists oh, yeah, riding yeah. for fitness. Like There's no commuters. Like, there's no one yeah. getting casually on a bicycle to ride down to wherever. <laughs> you know? Like, you just, you just don't do it. And it's so lacquer. It's so nice. It's so... It's such a fucking nice lifestyle to have. The number of people who go to work on their bike, you know, spend half an hour getting the heart rate up, breathing fresh, delicious air, cold air, you know? Not in the summer, man. I was sweating. Sweating. Wow. Yeah, sweating. Great. Excellent. Either option. Fantastic. Fresh air. Either way. fucking speaker in the drink holder, bro. There you go. Listen to tunes all the yeah. way. People start all the way. Yeah. Play good tunes. Because they check you having a nice time. Yeah, man. On your bicycles. Sweating. Sweating, <laughs> or breathing fresh air, or just <laughs> blowing raindrops off your snores your yeah. as they come down. Well, yeah, either way, it's fine. Oh, yeah. And then you I love it. Yeah, yeah. No, it's no, a good lifestyle. It. It's yeah. a good lifestyle. It's very lacking because everything's about half an hour away as well, or at least from my place. Like maximum half an hour away on a bicycle. On a bike, yeah, yeah. And the time just flies straight on the bike, like yeah. Yeah. No, it is. You everything you need in half an hour. But here's the flip side of that little uh, little fairy tale we just told, which is today I'm like, fuck, I'm gonna have to spend like a hundred dollars, a thousand rand on storing my tires, probably over the summer. What tires? The winter tires that just came off the car. Oh, the car. Yeah. See, I'm not going to go with that bullshit. I'm just going to get all, all season, all weather, yeah. all, everything, all in one. Yeah. I've got a storage lock. I'm not going to rent it. How much? I will talk off, off air. Off air. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, fuck. But that's, that's, a, that's one thing that you... That's just like... Oh, whatever, it's not a big deal. Twice a year, you take your car to the mechanic and, and well, yeah, or the change tires the center, but yeah, it gives you oil change. Same time as I like, go get my oil change twice a year. 
I don't know if you go get a service once a year. Yeah, you go get an oil change twice a year, and then if you smart, you get your tires changed over at the same time. Why did we change our oil? I did it the other day as well, and I was like, why am I? Why, why, I used to do this. I never did this in South Africa. It's, it, yeah. Fuck. You know what? I, I don't know. Like, I, I used to know. just. I know nothing about cars, though. Here's the weird thing. Yeah, you have to put in your own petrol, but yeah. you take the car to someone else to put the oil in. But in South Africa, maybe, wait, wait, hear me out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in South Africa, someone would put in your petrol, but you would get out, well, I would get out and fucking check my own oil and put in how much I, I knew I needed, in a way. So it was all backwards. It's all backwards. Well, not but, backwards. But maybe different. we just didn't know that when we send our car in for a service, the main thing that they do is take out all the drain, all of that old oil out of there and put in new oil. They oh, drain wherever the oil is going to well, I don't know, but that's no, what's... No, we don't fuck all. That's I mean, I guess... I mean, you don't take your car here for an oil fill. You take it for an oil change. So surely that whatever oil is in there... Putting it in the summer oil. They take it... The thinner one. But here's the thing. I took my car today. I took it to Kultai there. Fucking yeah. Sunrun paid for itself. Got $50 off. Nice. Uh, and I even... I even asked them. I was like... Did you change the fucking windscreen wiper fluid? Because I knew it was empty. <laughs> and they were like, yeah, yeah, we did. I look on their fucking sheet, it ticked there, it says, yes, they did. Awesome. I go there, it's the first thing I did. Open up the thing, check, empty. 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 So I went to, I truly made what's going on here. He brought a guy who filled it. He filled it up so much it was overflowing. Yeah, it's and he like looked off. at me and like while I was like overflowing, he filled the whole jug of the thing and then gave me like a little bit and I was rolling in the back around the back of my car. <laughs> but like I just thought like how do I even know that these owners changed the oil, checked the oil, paid for wheel alignment, or paid for all sorts of shit, like. I was like, that's just life. I mean, that's, that's we're talking, we're well. talking about what the fuck does oil even do? <laughs> <laughs> like. Yeah, we just pay these oaks. They just yeah, parked true. our car for like three hours. Came <laughs> <laughs> back. Yeah, biggest valet parking tip ever. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's the same anywhere. You deal yeah. with somebody yeah. you have absolutely no. If you have no technical knowledge or or expertise, <laughs> at least your tires look different. You know, yeah, they've got different markings. Yeah, on them. <laughs> but they feel every time I get into the car when I've just put the summer tires on. New tackies, yeah. New tackies. My summer tackies. I always, I hit the road and I feel a little, just a little more zip, you know, a little, it almost feels a little lighter. Well, it's probably like a really cool way to long, it's like a different sort of costs, you know, like I'm going to buy a, a yeah. tire that lasts in the snow, in the winter, whatever. Yeah. And summer. Yeah. But it'll, it'll die in two years. You'll buy two tires last year, four years. Four years, yeah, Something exactly. Like and that's why I'm like, is it worth paying to store them in a, <laughs> it's literally called Tire Chalet. Yeah, Cal's <laughs> Tire Chalet. Well, I'll give you less, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. One more story. Sorry. Yeah, fuck. I mean, we'll talk, definitely. Um, but yeah, those just little things that. So, though, on Monday, after the wedding, wedding, wedding on Saturday, hungover Sunday, Monday, wake up. Drive the car across the across the north van to the mechanic who's going to do my oil change and change my tires. But now it's the first time I've taken my tires to him to change them because I didn't know before that he could change my tires as well. You were doing it at Costco. I was yeah. doing it at Costco or wherever. Yeah. So now fuck, I'm chuck the tires in, but 
I've never tried to chuck my bike and the tires in simultaneously. So I'm not going to ride the bike back. So now I'm not going to, because I would want to ride the bike back. So now I'm like, fuck, well, I don't know if I can even fit the bike in there. Well, I just assumed that I wouldn't be able to with all the tires, Um, which was stupid. Anyway, drop the car off and run back. (laughs) So run fucking around and over the bridge. But, and so like, uh, it's like seven and a half K run. Yeah, fine. Monday morning, you know, it wasn't raining and lovely over the bridge. bridge. Yeah, Lionsgate. Um, Sitting in the background, then into Stanley Park, through the forest a little bit, past Lost Lagoon there, past the the golf course up into the suburbs. Very lacquer. So half a chore, half... What a dream to be in a place where you get a, that bridge view and then like park, golf course. Like I would just through so many different environments and so many different like, <laughs> Yeah, because it's also like you get a lot of beach, beach, well, like Oceanside. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just to go from like being just the proximity of the ocean to the forest. To the mountain. To the mountain. Because, like, add another few fucking meters upwards and you're on the mountain. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Cyprus. 100%. Or any of them. There's three mountains that are yeah. right here. Like, yeah. Yeah. And those are mountains that have fucking snow on them right now. Yeah. You know? Go up in. Kick snow. Because, like, what we used to do in South Africa, it'll be like, oh, my God, it's fucking snowed in the Cedarburg. It's yeah, drive yeah, all the yeah, way yeah. there just to see, like, a little sprinkly, a little yeah, fucking... Yeah. Like, you scrape up a fucking bunch of dirt and shit, and you make yourself a fucking snowball with what's lying on top. I remember, yeah, driving back from Kruger Park and across in, like, in Free State or somewhere. And, yeah, now there's snow falling. Anyway, it doesn't matter where it was. But, yeah, same thing. Stopping. I remember my uncle being in the car, and now we say, we got to fucking pull over. Because my uncle being like, what the fuck? I'm going to pull over for the snow. Like, let's get, let's keep on moving. But me and my sister having none of it. Like, nah, we pulling over. We making some snowmen. <laughs> we chucking snowballs. Like, at some point, we have to. Where was this? No, but like, in what country? Oh, on the way back from Kruger Park in South Africa. In South Africa? Yeah. You can make a snowman. Bro, it had been, there was like a legit, like, little, <laughs> yeah. A fucking dirty ass. Oh, okay, snowman, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, it was a legit. Oh. It wasn't knee deep, but it was a legit, maybe three or four centimeters. Bro, have snow. you made a snowman yet? I don't know if I haven't. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's really, really, really cool. I did it. I did it the other day with fucking their work. Well, with this like work function. Hmm. You literally just take a beer cans worth of fucking snow and start rolling it. Roll it, yeah. And next, picks like, up its own. and it just picks up more and more and more, and you just yeah. keep on rolling it. And next thing you know, you've got this thing that you can barely pick up and roll. It's that fucking heavy. A rolling you know? snow gathers <laughs> gathers its own moss. And then you've got to roll another one, and then you have to, but you must roll it so that it's not too heavy for you to fucking be able to pick up and put on top of that one. Now, basically, I made a snowman on myself. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> I had to really face myself. <laughs> But, um, it's a lot of deep breath. Yeah, what a fucking jewel, man. And like, I'll never forget when Mikey was here and um, made snow angels for the first time. <laughs> it rained, uh, it had snowed in the city, even, which doesn't often happen. It was, but we were up on the mountain, lacquer, lots of snow, had a great day. 
came back, slowing down the city, got out of the car. Um, yeah, and then Mikey just jumping into the snow, doing a snow angel there in the yard at 1356. <laughs> fucking best time. Well, I mean, yeah, bro. It's sick for us at African to come check this shit. Yeah, you know, like, for sure. No, and he'd never seen snow before until he got here. Yeah, never laid eyes on snow. Just, 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 just. Beauty. <laughs> See, this is why I like the curtains closed so that you can just like stare outside and be like, <laughs> well, you like them clothes. Oh, oh so I don't just. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, 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 sorry. Ah, it looks real nice out there. So you're going to Salt Spring Island this weekend. Is yes, there a typical Vancouver or BC adventure? Getting on a what? Give me the itinerary. Give me the fucking itinerary. Getting on a ferry at like seven pm after work. <laughs> Getting in your Subaru first though and driving there. Oh fucking packing the Subaru first. Mm. Okay, I mean how far back do you want me to go? Okay, I get home after this. I'll be mad. Yeah, I've got to start fucking thinking about it. Anyway, seven o'clock on the ferry, a little overnighter. I mean, yeah, I guess we're arriving in Salt Spring at like nine o'clock. Which oh, awesome. Which I was always which like, is now. It's yeah, no, no. Which I was like, oh fuck, because I mean, when I booked this all shit, I was like, oh fuck, that's gonna, it's gonna be dark. Mm-hmm. You know, we're gonna arrive there, and I was like, oh okay, if we can't find at least we can sleep in the subi, you know. But I realized it's gonna be fucking lights out of twilight out there. Yeah. Um, perfect. perfect. Yeah, arrive to Fair Campground. Fucking make dead, make everything, make lacquer, man. I can go and enjoy salt spring the next day. Like, okay, but I on. think there's lag to eat there. But hang on, let's describe the ferry first, right? It's okay. like two hours. Open like, ocean on a big. Ferry. Well, you drive your car. Into you drive your car. On, there's like hundreds of maybe not. Hundreds, there's a lot of cars on there. A lot of and people. it's like what five decker, six decker. It's big. Yeah, it's big. Couple of hours past all the little Gulf Islands, the small broken islands between us and Vancouver Island. Maybe see some orcas. Could see some orcas if yeah. you're lucky. Right. I never have. Gotta keep your eyes out. Gotta fucking keep your eyes peeled. Hundred percent. I've seen humpbacks from from the from the ferry. Oh. Yeah, hundred percent. These things. Got your eyes. Right, gotta look up to the top there. You see, gotta go up top. Oh, you have to be outside. Yeah. No, that's basically the. I, I've taken since I got here five years ago. I don't think I've sat inside on a single ferry. Basically. <sighs> I've sat under the. No, raining. We were outside though, <laughs> just under the cover. No, 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 no. Oh, I don't know. Anyway, block that time. Block that time. Anyway, it's not the right thing to do. You know, it's, you should yeah. be sitting outside. You sit outside because it's beautiful. Oh, it's beautiful. And they've got fucking seating and glass enclosures and it's yeah, like a fucking like a cover, total cover. Quite a cool little ship. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So then you get there, you make camp, you wake up, and then Saturday. I mean, Sunday, I don't Monday. know where to go, where to start. Like cheese factory, cider factory, wine factory, glass factory, market, sup on the water, go for a walk along the cliff path, dude. You go have, have a nap. to do that. Like you have to do the walk <laughs> at Ruckle Park all along the cliff. The the, the short. What about supping? Eh? Any any uh, fucking recommendations on that one? I think there's like three lakes there. What about on the ocean? You think it's too rough? No. 
So like on the hundred percent you could maybe fucking sub the cliff path. A hundred percent you could do that. Yeah, it's a beautiful walk. Though. It is a beautiful walk, yeah. but you could go up there as well. Something like that was that thought, dude. It'll be beautiful. It'll be very similar to Hornby if you along there, like big steep hills, not and and like a lot of little bays, clear water, still Ooh. water. Um, bring yeah. you, should, you must go to Ruckle Park and check it out. Though. That's one of the most beautiful campsites I've upstated. Because you're just right. It's like slow. It's like a yeah. The edge of a forest turns into like this grassy sort of meadow that rolls down to rocks, which just goes straight into fucking ocean, which is flat as hell, right? Because there's so little swell gets into the, the so the opposite gulf. side of the the opposite side yeah of the, the island the so between va- va- uh, Vancouver and it's surrounded by other little islands yeah all as well. Yeah, so there's very little swell, so it's almost like an ocean. There's a little bit of sort of swell that comes rolling in, but there's no waves, right? Yeah. <laughs> and you just see for ages, and it's constantly just like, not constantly, but occasionally ferries driving past or like other sailing boats. It's just like everybody, almost everybody, cruising along like to or from a holiday, or it's beautiful, it's chill. It's nice to have that nice. view. Yeah, we're in the forest. We're, we're in like the forest campsite. Mm. Yeah. Fuck. Can't beat it. Yeah, man. A little tempered rainforest. Mm. A little tempered island rainforest. It's gonna fucking eat duckwings there as well. Mm. Mm. What duckwings? Corinne told me about a duckwing place. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Movies. Instead of chicken wings. Oh, yeah. From when she stayed with Brett and Brett and David. The most popular physiotherapist on the internet. That's Bob and Brad. <laughs> and they're not the most popular. They're the two most famous. <laughs> um, oh, shout out Bob and Brad. Shout two out most famous, Brad. Uh, <laughs> two most famous physical therapists on the internet. <laughs> um, no, the... There's a cidery there. Do you mention the cidery? Did you tell <laughs> yeah. about the cidery? I don't know about the cidery, Robert. It's like go uh, get a like twenty minute walk from my campsite. Oh, yeah, that's danger. Yeah. I'm not scared. They've got like <laughs> an 11, 11, You get a flight, and it's like eleven different ciders. Oh fuck yes! Yeah, dude, I'm so excited. Yeah, like, no, it's gonna be so good. And the goat's cheese is so good. Yeah, yeah, it's so lacking. No, there's no fucking dieting. No fuck all. I'm gonna, mm-hmm. I wanna yeah. just. Mm. just I'm gonna indulge myself mm. out there. Bro, get the get everything at the salary. Get one of literally everything. No, I'm literally gonna get one of everything. Yeah, yeah a flight, yeah. You get you get the flight, but then you also get they have like a charcuterie board oh with like delicious preserves and fucking meats, cheeses. Charcuterie board. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm coming. Yeah. I'm coming. <sighs> Fuck. Yeah, I'm a little jealous. Fuck. What, what are you doing this weekend? Third beach in the sun. Yeah. I mean, it does sound nice. It's going to be such a nice weekend as well. Yeah, it's going to be very nice. First weekend of summer, yeah. if you ask me. Or like, yeah. <laughs> it's the first weekend of spring, really. <laughs> yeah. We've basically been in winter since. No, no, we've had October. spring. Really. We had the cherry blossoms and everything came out. But it's been rainy and cold. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, sure. Sure, sure, sure. sure. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's going to be like it. And there's, yeah. It's very nice. The beach is very different. From... We're going to be complaining about the heat in Mata too, but don't you worry. Yeah. I feel like I keep telling us all as well, man. It's like, oh, you're cold now, but like, soon you're going to be complaining. 
Again, what's the opposite? Laugh is just one fucking big complaint. It's always cock, but just like. Good parent. We're all having a cut up, okay? Just fucking. 11 parts out of taster. Chuck and 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 Bit of a plague year again this year. Everyone got sick. Oh, really? I mean, you know, there's that fucking COVID going around as well, hey? I mean, people forgotten yeah. about that old pandemic that's been fucking <laughs> cruising <laughs> through. Flittering through the... <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I mean, it's like Corona light now, you know? It's just like you just get a little little bit of it and you can power through it. But yeah, but then, well, I mean, maybe, you can, maybe, not showering. maybe you can, maybe you can't, you know? That's also the thing. No, we, we got pretty sick for... Three days. Dude, that, that fucking COVID, COVID made pain. another variant in Africa burn with all those people kissing and hugging and shit. Yeah. Dirty bastards. Maybe, yeah, and yeah. then fucking kissing and hugging. And showered. Yeah. Hippies. <laughs> 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 Touching each other's hair. <laughs> <laughs> hair to hair. <laughs> Looking in each other's eyes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. But I bet it would have been fun. Well, yeah. yeah it's not Jesus. a good place to I would, be sick. I would be there. I mean, yeah. I mean, you've been there sick. Yeah. You've been there sick. Yeah. You went there with Mono. Well, yeah, but I... Yeah. Come on, tell that story. I was there with very mild sick. Remember how, how we turned around to you? Ah. Oh, so we left Legendary. You. We, uh... We... We were planning, me, you and Mikey were planning going in the caddy the whole time. That was the plan. Yeah. And you were like, ages. by the time we came to like actually packing the fucking thing and we were like, oh, fuck, I'm just being way too cuck. I'm just going to have a cuck time, feeling sick, yeah. everything. And we were like, well, fuck, okay, please come. I don't want to leave you. Did you phone us or did we phone you? I like, phoned you. And you know what happened half or so into You know what journey. happened? So here's the thing. So we were going, we were due to be going with Mikey to Meisner to drop the caddy off and pick up Mikey's dad's Mercedes Sprinter that he had converted into a camper van. And so the three of us were going to roll into the burn in this big fucking Mercedes Sprinter converted by Mikey's dad in his garage. And then I got the, the mono... Which was just, it's just like you're just tired, eh? Yeah, it was weird because I didn't get like proper sick. It's glandular fever, right? So one of the things is like super sore throats and, and like a lot of people get high fever or whatever. And I honestly, I never had a point of feeling like awful like that. Um, what was it for you then? Sore throat? I guess I got like a little bit sick for a bit. I don't even really remember. But I remember going to the doctor and being like, I don't understand what's wrong with me. I don't feel... Like that's, that was, uh, because the doctor had to do like blood tests, or whatever. And I said to them, like, I don't, I don't, I don't feel like I'm super sick. I just feel fucked. Like I feel drained. Like I feel okay, yeah, cool. fatigued and a little bit nauseous and whatever. And it was lingering for ages. Anyway, that's, anyway, enough. that's enough of that. Thank you. We'll so, go to your house next episode. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, um, 
there was a night also, I was also just super fucking stressed out, eh? I had a lot of, I was marking exams there for UCT. No, but also, a night big Joel. Sleep. Big Joel coming out. A lot of organization and all of that stuff. All of that like pre-Joel anticipation. No, it's the biggest Joel. It's the biggest Joel. Biggest Joel, the biggest amount of planning you have to do. The biggest amount of planning. Five days with no water. Like. Yeah, and the biggest amount of like, just everything, you know, like who's doing what, what do I have to organize with whom, who do I have to rely on, who's relying on me, all of that cuck. That's so worth it. But it's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's like that. It's worth it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, and then you were on your way, and I said, "Fuck, I'm, I'm not gonna go." Oh, because the doctor. I just got the result from the doctor. Went to the, that's why I brought up the whole fucking doctor. Okay. Because they took my blood test to tell me what's wrong with me. Then they see the one thing they see. Oh, you've got fucking glandular fever. Doctor says you shouldn't fucking go. Okay. To this, you, you shouldn't. You really shouldn't be going out to draws in the desert. And that's almost just like an excuse for me to be like, oh, fuck, I'm not going to go because I'm not really feeling upset. Then I call my doctor at home who's known me since I was a little child, right? My like family doctor there in Nisman, James Norville. Shout out to Dr. Norville. And he treats me, no, man, fucking go to Africa, burn. 100%. Yeah. You'll be fine. Yeah. Like, just chill out. Don't drink. Don't drink anything, but you'll be fine. Yeah. And so I just didn't drink the whole time. I just smoked loads of joints. And I was like, you guys had already left, right? I'd already told you to leave. And yeah. I called you up, and you guys turned around and fucking came back like legends. You yeah. just you left, and I, I got massive. The FOMO kicks in even harder. And then I called my doctor. We were gone for two hours, I think, bro. We turned around fucking at like Solari's Pass. Yeah, no, you guys were gone. Jeez, yeah, that's legendary. That's, that's legendary that you guys did that, that you came back for me. That was legendary that you came, bro. Yeah. Because then it also, like, we didn't get to go in the yeah. Mercedes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we had to, like, three of us deck in the, the candy, candy out. It was, like, nets at the top where we, like, yeah. we had no we storage. We, like, we had to, so we took we took a full caddy to Nisner, expecting to be able to load the, the sprinter van <laughs> yeah. and then go pick up the massive stretch tent in... Um, Prince Albert or Alfred or what one of the princes there in the crew and then we just had to load all that shit on top of the caddy as well <laughs> fucking packs and then, and then just like lie down we, had, we could just lay there in the caddy yeah like, yeah. You, yeah 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 on, yeah. His, on his bed bench <laughs> you could only bed. lay there like you couldn't sit up there was no seatbelt like, <laughs> like, like a post box view of like between all the water bottles yeah. beneath you and like the ceiling above yeah, yeah. And then we went over that amazing pass. Yeah, Swartberg Pass. Swartberg Pass, dude. I didn't know yeah. that places like that existed outside of the Drakensberg. Yeah. In South Africa, like. No, it was gorgeous. That was one of that was one of the most beautiful moments of my life. I'm gonna say it, Patty. We got I'm, to the top. I'm, I'm with you there. It's one of the things that I say when I worked at Getaway, writing for Getaway, they were like, you never use expressions like like breathtaking or Based like my life. You know, yeah, exactly. Or like a hidden jewel or hidden gem or whatever, like. Stay away from cliches. But I fucking, we drove around the corner at the top of Swartberg Pass and it was breathtaking and I like, I feel like I forgot to breathe for like a while because I was just like, holy fucking shit, like, this is crazy. We took that photo up there. Mm. We have that photo. I think it, I think it's on Facebook probably. Fuck, it's all our photos are. Yeah, it's a problem. Like, I mean, it's also like a decreased pixel fucking one. But whatever, yeah. just that memory would be yeah, actually cool to yeah, have. Because yeah. we did take a photo up there. Yeah. And then we got there late that night, eh? Driving in the dark. And we thought we were just going to have to like sleep in the caddy. Yeah. Because, well, we were like, 
we don't know if he's alive. Like, mm. we don't have to let us in. We're not early. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, because we were not early as well. Yeah. Okay. They were happy. They were like, yeah, welcome. <laughs> Dude, and we got, yeah, we were the first ones there. I mean, not, not obviously to the festival, but out of our chomis. And remember, we got into the campsites and it was open. And we took like, I can't remember. No, we probably didn't take a time lapse. But No, I took a photo a day. Just took a photo I took a, a photo of the day of, yeah. of it all like just... of, the, of it filling in around us yeah crazy because you go from being just in the semi-empty crazy deserts to being like this small city yeah or, like, small town yeah all the street signs and street yeah. signs yeah fuck man I miss it I think this one was really nice. I think it was really good. Like it would have been very cool to I have think gone Suki to the just, first one at the new place. I think Suki be... just said it was like a plague, yeah, because she's jealous because she didn't go. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Because Shane, I think she got the Kobe. Oh shame. Yeah. Oh, and fuck. she she was saying she didn't want to go sick. And I was like, Yeah. She fucking toughed it out like Paul did. Paul had the mono and he went and he had a fucking jaw. <laughs> <laughs> and and she reminded me that that's where the Carl's whole like fuck Paul thing came from, which unfortunately kind of kept going. What yeah, from but, every burn? Yeah, because you were in your tent complaining no, about yeah. the noise, which just camped right next to the fire. <laughs> I was camped right next to the fire. I was camped right next to the fire. <laughs> It's funny that I'm just like talking about like all these inside jokes in a way where it's like, oh, we're making this podcast, but it's just for our friends. It's just for our friends who know who Kyle is. And it's really just for our own enjoyment. Well, I just want to chat to you. I just want to get day drunk and chat to you. <laughs> With no one fucking bothering me. Twenty-five. I'm just light outside. It's comes day drunk. Twenty-five plus nine. It's fucking light outside. Day drunk. <laughs> Oh, nah. <laughs> yeah, driving into the burn in the dark is a. Well, that road's fucking bad enough in the daylight. Yeah. We almost hit a donkey the one night, me and Mikey. That night, I think it was that night when I was camping by the fire, actually. Um. Speak uh, into the microphone. Okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Mikey came, flew in, got off the flight from Indo. Off the flight, picked him up, went home, saw his folks, uh, packed the car, went to Africa Bird. <laughs> Not a minute's rest. <laughs> the plan was he's going to land, we're going to go to bed, we're going to wake up at 5 a.m., we're gonna go. Mikey landed at like 2 p.m. Cheers. Picked him up. By the time we had driven from the airport into the city, it had been decided we were going to Africa Burn that night. <laughs> I remember that. So we drove through yeah, the dark there. Yeah. yeah. And we found Rusty. What? So who hit a donkey? We didn't hit a donkey. Oh. We almost hit a donkey. Oh. Yeah. On the road in. In the dark. That because fucking the Justin's brother did hit a fucking kudu. Or something. Jesus. Did he? Yeah, dude. And the one oak went fucking through the window. No, I, I remember that they had a fucking horrific crash. But I don't remember that they hit it. They hit something. Kudu. Yeah. 
Jesus, that's crazy. It's crazy that a kudu could exist out there. Maybe I'm just making this shit up, right? I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Who knows? Could be. Anyway. <laughs> I had a horrific crash. Yeah, that's what I'm sure. Yeah. And that's that's one of the most terrifying things that I have to burn because like there's no signal, there's no nothing out there. You just like, okay, I told the oak I'm gonna meet him at the uh yeah. the burning thing that happens at twelve o'clock or whatever. And then you yeah. have to try and remember where twelve when twelve o'clock is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, nah. Oh. All right. Yeah. Well, I think that's it. Here we are. Yeah, I think that might be it. Well, I think that, well, should we talk about Survivor? <laughs> <laughs> have, you, have you seen it? I haven't seen it. No. <gasps> yeah, this week's one. Last week's one. What last week? What do you want to tell me? Uh okay. Let's end this and then we talk about some other. Okay. What? No. What? Why don't we record this? Surely you can like. Oh, have you deleted that survivor section? You should have fucking kept it, man. Then we like keep all our survivor shit. All right. Next time. Have a yeah. I'll probably just delete this. Probably should have kept it. Alright, well, see you next time, folks. Change our minds, we back! Anytime we like, all day, all night, we back! We back! We close the door, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. So anyway, friends, <laughs> we just we took the opportunity to get yourselves a drink because <laughs> we turned the mic off and we just like kept talking shit. So we're like, what the fuck? <laughs> Is this just all off air or can we just keep going? So did you just order open another one there? Uh, no, this is all seems better. Well. Okay, well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Sorry, that was a very weird way of saying, do you want another bit? Gracias. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, should, so, we, should we announce our body count here? I've got uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, six pieces. So I'm. Hey, hey, I've got two normal canned beers and two opening my second tall boy of no boats on a Sunday. Fuck, I love drinking. You, know. you want to hear no boats on a Sunday? The story. Enjoy this crisp, refreshing premium cider made from locally sourced BC apples. No boats on a Sunday pays homage to a time in Halifax. When hard-working locals restricted boat traffic on Sundays, this was their way to enjoy time with family and friends. We believe in the importance of being present in the moment, and we truly experience the things we love most. No boats on a Sunday. I like that. <laughs> this one says, um, ingredients, water, body. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, tiger shark or tiger shark sometimes breaking convention yields more delicious results and in this juicy beer is a pale ale reimagined bread to attack the palate tiger shark is a tropical alpha beast packed with <laughs> passion fruit and uh, packed with passion fruit and citrus flavor <laughs> <laughs> without the bitter bite yeah yeah Someone's job it is to write this shit. That's a nice job. 
That's my job for a different company. Yeah. That's legit. I prefer to do shit like this. Beers. Right. Imagine you just had to write the copy for beers. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's like the same way about like acknowledging the land Because <laughs> 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 I mean, now you are your adventure brand, but do you think people who brew beer on land should be like Parallel 49? <laughs> well, I mean, I feel like they're going for more of a. Um, oh, that's not even parallel 49, that's fucking Phillips. Yeah. This is on the island, yeah? I don't know where Phillips is actually. Yeah, I think it's, on, I think it's in Victoria. Yeah, it's good. I like the cans. So, yeah, that that's like. That's one of the things, but. Back to the fucking beginning about these fucking beers here. Like you, <laughs> hey. you, you, bringing you back. Really. Bringing you back. <laughs> these, uh, the artwork on the beers is so amazing. Like this Tiger Shark one that we were looking at. It's just so cool. It's like yeah. yellow and pink. Like this fucking tiger shark. Like a literal. Yeah. Like it's, it's like a tiger shark with like a tiger centaur. arms and a tiger tail. <laughs> a shark head. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. A lot of these just like one-off beers that you find here and there have such beautiful artwork that like to draw you in, and that, that's like part of the competition here, even. Yeah. Like the crazy names and like crazy fucking artwork, like Parallel yeah. Forty Nine, Space Kitty, Trash Panda. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What's that hillbilly ninja? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> like crazy yeah. names for things. Yeah. Yeah. Fun. Fun, well, fine. Yeah, pretty fun. Pretty fun to name beers like that. I think being in marketing in that job would be fucking sick. Yeah. Except I'd struggle because it's just not my shit, bro. I'm an engineer. Yeah. yeah? yeah. I fix your shit, but. Yeah. No, I wouldn't. I'll give you a slogan or two. Don't you worry. I'll tell you if your logo sucks. Cool. I'll tell you if you seem to have wired this plug wrong. <laughs> <laughs> So, what, should we talk about names for the podcast? Uh, we can do. So, let, let's get the the two out there that have obviously been in my head, but that I don't necessarily like, but also <laughs> love. But they, they just live there rent-free. It's like children, like that you, you don't necessarily <laughs> like them, but you do love them. <laughs> you realize you're partially responsible for their existence. So. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's the the bros joking experience, <laughs> and uh, two peas on a pod. Two peas on a pod, yeah. I think bros joking experience is hilarious. Yeah. Obviously, both of them. Yeah, but uh, yeah, we don't want to align ourselves with that uh, that even that, that type of wordplay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, no, no, I definitely respect the wordplay. Yeah. I love the wordplay, but uh, like some, I mean, no, of course not. Of course, we don't want to name ourselves after the bro joke. It's just, it's just, it's just so funny. Yeah, no, but yeah, it's funny. And what was that one? Two peas on a pod. I feel like people are just gonna talk about piss. Like, it just sounds so much like piss. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like just. Pissing two, on a like pot, two like, urinations on a yeah, pod. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just like the collective gathering of the piss of two different people. Yeah. On, on so we need pod. to think of a different one. Yeah, okay, sure. And I quite like Yarni. Okay, I like Yarni as well. 
And then what? And the E has a copy on it. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, that's that's gonna fuck up the algorithm, bro. Like, fuck up your SEOs. You know? Maybe. I <laughs> mean, yeah, that's what we are after. Well, maybe it's um, the E A J A N N E. Oh, E A J A N N E. Yeah, yeah, man. It's like the Canadian boom. Would they say Ja? No. Would they say Ya? Ya, because they know that it's Ya. Because they say Y A. Y A is Ya, right? Oh, no, I'm talking about Y A. Yeah, yeah. I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. Um. Yeah. Yarn yeah, in South Africans' perspective. Yarn yeah, in South Africans' perspective. I like it. On Canada, thank you. Uh, BC um, 16-4. Mostly joking. <laughs> <laughs> Just happened to be two bros. <laughs> Welcome to the experience. <laughs> <laughs> 